Welcome to the Human Size Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Crystal. And today we're going to talk about the hard work it takes to be present. Yeah, as we were doing the pre-record, we were talking about how we some people have like New Year's resolutions for the year. I'm going to be present all year mm-hmm. long. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. Like, what does that mean? Like I, until this last couple of years, I, w- I would say present is just being there you know, trying, trying to focus, but I'm realizing how much harder it is to actually be present where it's felt and then vice versa. You know, people can be there with me, but it doesn't feel present. Um, and I think this is just common life, but I am feeling that desire and that urge to be more of that presence. Cause I think that is the connection that we really desire. There's a difference between spending time and then quality time or, or talking and actually seeing somebody or, making someone feel feel seen and important, but it is work. I can't even be silent for five minutes in my head when I'm trying to just like quiet down and there's just this whole whirlwind in my own self going on. Yeah. I remember hearing that for the first time that like when you try to meditate in prayer, that those thoughts that all come to the surface where you're like, well, I can't do this. Well, that is what's going on in your head all the time. You're just actually aware of it. And it's like, oh, ouch. Yeah. Yeah. And like when you sit down and have that quiet time, you realize just like at a high speed of thought you're fighting against and distraction. Um, And then it's an exercise to even be quiet. Like that's what I'm working on right now is spending time every day trying to just quiet my mind and just receive and listen. Um, for me, it's spiritual, listen to God. Um, and right now the practice is just being quiet. Like I'm working to even just be quiet so I can listen. Um, and it is a battle, but I feel myself as I practice it, I'm getting more aware and getting a little, little by little, a tiny bit better, I think at it, but it takes work. Yeah. Do you have any tips? Like, do you have anything that's working that's helping? Yeah. Good question. Um, for me with that, that simple practice for one thing, I'm starting small, like 15 minutes is the Mm. goal. (laughs) And it's usually like every few minutes really having to reset. Um, but when thoughts come, like I, I am just saying, Hey, I don't have to deal with this right now or use in some of those anxiety tools. Like I don't have to worry about that because Jesus died for me. I don't have to let this be a part of my conversation in my head right now. Um, and it's really kind of acknowledging and then and then setting it aside and saying, I don't, I'm not going to deal with you right now, which seems tedious. But the more I do that, the more it's, um, I think, starting to happen more naturally where I'm not being prone to be caught up in those thoughts and giving myself a lot of grace because I can be sitting there and think I'm being quiet and to be lost for a minute in something. I mean, it happens so quickly. <laughs> Like the train goes yeah. and it's like, I'm over here planning something to fix a problem that I didn't even know I was thinking about. Yeah. Similarly, this morning I was doing the pause app by John Eldridge that mm-hmm. helps in that. For I did a five minute pause. I wasn't present for more than 30 seconds of that pause. So it was nice that it was playing in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but my mind was thinking about everything else. It was like, oops. <laughs> but you know what is really hitting me the last week? is the why behind it. Like I started out just trying to be like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to be better at this. And I'm, you know, going to my personality, I'm like, I'm going to have a goal, accomplish it. Here's the task I'm going to do to control my mind so I can receive God's love. Um, and as I was, have been experiencing this a little bit, I've been yearning for it more, like it's become something. And then I was just thinking yesterday in that time, like how, 
how refreshing it is just to sit and think about how good my God is. That's the other thing I'm doing is like, mm. God is big enough. God, I'm just like little phrases when I am having trouble focusing, like I'm here for God. He's good. He's He's here taking care of me. Um, and that's where I really started to really feel like I want to be present for others like this. And I want to receive God's presence. Like this is so good. It's like this quietness and this um, care for your soul that we're like, I, I feel like a, someone who hasn't had water in the desert, you know, and then you're, you're drinking fresh, cold water, but there's this fight to continue to not, to even just receive it. It's such a, a wild thing because it seems so simple, but the why behind it, that's what is really starting to, I think, bring momentum for me is like, I'm seeing that this is everything. Like, this is so important and I want more of this to be steady and peaceful. Yeah. It, it's a, it is a struggle. And I mean, and everything fights against that, right? Like, mm -hmm. From social media to just our phones in and of itself. I mean, we got a computer in our pocket. <laughs> yeah. And anything we want to distract us, anything even we don't want to distract us, like, yeah, I've really been noticing, like, I'm working on YouTube. And so I have, like I was telling you, Crystal, I had YouTube studio on my phone. Well, one day I tracked the amount of times I looked at it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it was hundreds of times yeah, and at least 10 times an hour and just go like, I don't want that yet. Yeah. I want that. And so yeah. there is this fight, fight against ourselves. It reminds me of the, when Paul was talking, the apostle Paul was talking about like, I do things I don't want to do. And I was just thinking like, that is so much of this presence game like figuring out how to be present and working at it is we all i think desire that in relationships mm -hmm. like deepness cannot be built on a non-present right like yeah we desire it but then i move away from it so fast my busy little yeah. mind well and i i think i'm i'm gonna spend more time like dreaming about what i want to experience not just from god but mm. like others because there is that if you've been in a room with someone who is just happy to be there with you like, and they're, they're someone who is not caught up in their own anxiety and emotions and they just are enjoying being with you. And I've had a few, you know, times in my life, I've been blessed to have that. And I, I think how good that feels, but how rare it is and how little yeah. I am that for other people and how I want to be that. But then going to reality, that takes sacrifice. Like it takes sacrifice and a bit of pain. Like the phone, you mentioned your phone, phones. Are addictive. We can just acknowledge that. Like the the way they work, the way that they get notifications, the way we can open it up and get some kind of dopamine response, whether it be from a message, an article, Facebook, whatever. Like they are addictive and it feels painful to set them aside, like and not have them at arm's reach. But for me, I keep I'm thinking maybe that's what I need to do when I want to be present with somebody. And then be afraid that I'm gonna miss something, that like the world's gonna end, which is, you know, ridiculous. But there's that feeling that you're going to miss something and it, but it feels like sacrifice, but I'm kind of weighing, like, if I really want to be present with people, I think I'm going to need to sacrifice a bit more of yeah. the things that usually make me comfortable that maybe aren't the best things. Yeah. Cause it's a way we self-soothe, right? With mm -hmm. our phones, we're not even aware of it, but the more stressed I am, the more I'm looking at it. And one of the, it's funny, I can do things, but then it bothers me when others do them. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so like, because you're controlling it better, my, right? 
Yeah, you're yeah, doing exactly, yeah. exactly. It's it's me, you know. It's fine, but they shouldn't do that. How dare they? Um, uh-huh. But like in a meeting, when you're meeting with someone and they put their phone on the table right in front of themselves to signify, to me, it signifies you are not as important to me uh-huh. as whatever is going to go off on this phone. And I, that's not obviously the goal. That's not yeah. what's going on. But if we're really trying to be present, like. What are we doing right there? We are setting ourselves up to not be. Yeah. And and sure enough, I've been in meetings with you, Crystal, where like, I'll be on my phone. What am I doing on my phone? Well, I'm entertaining myself because I'm bored at this point in the meeting. <laughs> oh, no. I bored you? If I was in a meeting, I, I wasn't no, entertaining it wasn't, you? It totally wasn't you. It was someone oh, else. Oh, no. That's okay. shall That's... not be named. <laughs> no, I need, I yeah, I can, yeah. It's okay. I need to be more boring. Sometimes I can be distracting, entertaining myself in other ways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I but it, even, but oh, I think ahead. the intention is like, hey, someone might want to get a hold of me, but I, I am not, we are all not that important that yeah. something can't wait 20 minutes. Like seriously. Yeah. Um, or like playing it out. Like what, what happens like if i don't answer my phone like what right. even if it was like drastic like someone's in mortal peril you're not going to be the one to save them in that moment not to say it's not important to have things be accessible have people be accessible part of it i think is though the pressure of our trained society that's training us that yes. and expecting that everybody's at our fingertips that we can message them right away and i think that's a, that goes to a boundary thing, or if we're going to change some of our response times or how accessible we are in moments, um, there may be people in our lives or that are used to different, a, a more quick response or whatever that they may take that in a way that could be tense for a while until that boundary is built. Yeah. Well, and the, and total side note, I forget what book it was, or I'd give them credit, but talking about we become victims to our own efficiency. So when you text someone back right away, you're a quick responder. That is now the expectation. And you will actually get more texts similar with Mm -hmm. email. Mm -hmm. And really, if you want to slow those things down, just be really cruddy and not responding to them. And it's like, wow, you know, and I'm not telling people to be sloppy on their connection, but, but if you're listening, like, what's the goal? What do you, do you even know what the goal is? Because for me, I don't often. And so yeah. Like if I don't text this person back, they might not approve of me because I'm an approval junkie. So yeah. um, it's more about me than it is even the other person. So now I'm not present Yeah. because I'm worried about approval. Well, and even in that, we could bring all these tools we've talked about in anxiety management and care for the person and move towards them when it's appropriate and doable to explain to them whether they receive it well or not. But like, hey, I am working hard to be more present with people. And so I may not respond as quickly and it's not you it's it's something i'm changing in my habits like i don't know that it always works but i don't think we do that enough i know i don't yeah. and even in those One those people I... who tell sorry the the no. person you're talking about like i a lot i've heard that same from different people um but very little have i heard someone say like actually tell the people <laughs> so and maybe i wasn't listening yeah. might be on me no, one thing that I've worked at telling people is I've ha- I have a few people in my life um, that they're wanting me to be more than what it what I should be, yeah. and so like I am their source of encouragement, or I'm their so- their only source of listening, and that's not healthy for them or me. 
Mm-hmm. And so I've, I have point blank told them, I'm sorry, but I cannot possibly be what you're wanting me to be. Right. Like, and right. I, uh, you know, if, if you need me to text you back in 10 minutes because you text me something, sorry. Yeah. I just can't be that. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be that quick. Yeah. And like I said, you can never control how someone receives that, but it's not a bad thing to try to communicate. And I think even beyond the phones, like this whole idea of wanting to value being present and the fact that it takes work and you can't be present in multitask very well. Um, that's like the opposite counterintuitive to being present, I think. So, um, Beyond like phones, I think that sacrifice uh, goes into a lot of different areas because, you know, it's hard to do multiple things and be present and it's hard to be present and rush it. So I'm thinking like you have to sacrifice how much you do if you're going to make a change. I know I should say I, I statements. If I want to be more present, I have to let some other things go, whether it be efficiency or doing things to a certain standard or doing too many things or being present with too many people like going back to the whole concept of being human, like if I want to be present, which I do, I want to be more present with people. It may be fewer people um, and there may be less things I can do well or I have to be okay with uh, other things not being to my standard or somebody else's if I want to be present primarily as my one of my higher values. Yeah. Well, and one thing I've noticed working on presence and hopefully I'm continuing to get better and better is when you are that, when you are present, you got to get really good at boundaries. Like what you're saying, Crystal, mm-hmm. like it, I have to get really good at saying no to way. I am not really good at judging how accurate what I have the ability to do is. And so one thing that I'm really get, trying to get better at is realizing, hey, Zach, you, you're pretty cruddy at this. So back up a little bit, like whatever you think, think you have space for you're wrong you have less space than that Mm -hmm. and as you become as i've become more and more present i've had to get way way better at saying no because everyone is thirsting for someone that's present everyone Mm -hmm. and and so if you become the more present you become the more people are going to want to meet with you right like Mm -hmm. that's just a byproduct because because of what you were talking about crystal is like all of us desire it and mm-hmm. so once you become that, people are going to want to meet with you more. Great problem, but it is a problem. Unless you can keep it under wraps, you know, That's just right. like meet with someone, be present presence. with them. And like, don't, if this is a good, like, like quality time we had, don't share this. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> just walk, <laughs> just walk around with a jerk expression on your face. No, and that'll help. <laughs> but the reality is if you're working to be more present in general, people are drawn to people who care about them. It's the same as people are drawn to people who are interested in them, which is part of being present, you know, being curious and interested in the person that you're with and their condition and what they're saying and all of that, that is naturally something that draws people because we all have that, that, that thirst I was talking about that I'm experiencing as I sit yeah. in quiet with God. Well, that's the other part of it for me, at least. Um, for us, I think, is that God is like where that ultimate thirst is quenched. And even being yeah. able to receive that is is being present with God so that we can receive that is a chore. Um, breaking out of our habits. It, for me, it has definitely been, I, I think it's a pretty common. And I think that's probably the first place to start instead of trying to pour out 
is to make sure that you're in a place where you're present enough to receive what you're designed to receive in quietness and stillness and God's love and his mercy and his feeling. Um, from my worldview, at least that is absolutely vital because if I'm not, what am I, what am I able to pour out? How am I able to be present with someone else if I'm, and I think probably that's what leads to some of these things, other things being attractional to us like the phones or perfection or doing a lot because that fills it in a superficial way, right? It feels like that need for affirmation and for feeling important or whatever. Yes. I am from the belief system that you cannot, you cannot, it's impossible to give what you have not received. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, like when I was younger, I was in addiction, hidden addiction, and uh, my wife didn't know about it. So therefore, she was not able to love me. So I was not able to get, receive true love because she didn't know who I really was at that point. And so she didn't even recognize it as something going on. It just felt off, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And But once I started walking in freedom and being authentic and receiving love from others and from God, like I've never had before, all of a sudden I, I was able to love her to a level that she had never been loved by me before. And so right. that is this thing with, pre like, Crystal, you hit the nail on the head. Like, we can't do these things without receiving them. Right. And so if you, you are um, listening to this podcast, I hope you're wanting to get more present um, because we're working on it as well. And so step one, receive from God in presence. And if, mm -hmm. if you can't stay quiet for five minutes, try a minute. If you can't stay quiet for a minute, try 30 seconds. Break it down to however small you need to, because it will grow. And keep trying. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then number two, I have a number two. Do you have a number two? Go for it. Okay. I was, I, for me, I'll put this out there and anybody can pick up as number two, is I, I'm going to do number one, um, but picking one person, and I'm going to pick two people because I just, there's something about me that has to overextend myself a little bit still, um, but nice. I just, I want to pick two specific people and just work really hard to try to be present with them. Just, just those people so I can kind of focus and just practice. And because if I try to do it all the time, I'm going to fail even more <laughs> and then not be able to keep it up. But that's, that's what I'm going to try. I love it. And I would offer up this suggestion, not for you, Crystal, unless you want to take it, but for <laughs> you listening, like there is, so there's this time for me, at least when my wife comes home or I come home, one or the other, where we greet each other. That's one of the things we promised to, when we got married to each other, that we'll greet each other. So we greet each other with a kiss, but then we usually ask each other about their day, right? I mean, that is a perfect point. I am just going to be present for four minutes while I nice. hear about my spouse's day. Like, try it. See what happens if you're married. If you're not married, um, try a friend. Yeah, that's great. Not I the really kiss like part. that. Not the, that would be awkward. But. <laughs> Unless, yeah, we agree with the holy kiss. Uh, but yeah, I love both those principles. Like, take a, something doable, a one focus thing and a doable chunk and just try yeah. to do that each time. Yep. But just like I was talking about this morning, you know, I, I work at meditating and prayer with God in the morning. And even this morning, I didn't do it. I, I failed. I had to restart. So with presence, just like everything else, you're going to fail. Just fail forward. You got this. We appreciate you being with us today on the Human Size Podcast. Join Zach and Crystal next time as they talk about how to notice our anxiety. Have a great day. Amen.